I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good buddy, John Salka. And today, uh, John, what, well, again, we, we always have these conversations when we're traveling or we get on the phone or whatever, but um, I, I had a guy uh, email me the other day, and uh, you get him too, I get him all the time about, uh, I've got a new firefighter and, you know, and, and, you know, the whole generational thing we've talked about before and, you know, this one, that, and the challenges and all that. And I know in class, we, we talk often about um, uh, breaking in the probie, your probie, recruit, rookie, whatever you call your new person, um, you know, breaking that new firefighter in, him or her, and, and starting them from day one, from the moment they walk in the firehouse uh, on the right track to having a successful career. John, I think, I, personally, I think we've lost that. I think a lot of people are so busy looking for an app on their phone or their Huckleberry, as you refer to it, um, uh, you know, that, that they, you know, they think that there's some magic wand you wave over this new firefighter and forgetting that, you know, uh, as a company officer, as a senior firefighter, uh, as a chief officer, you know, you know when we talk about breaking in the, the probie, um, there's things you still have to do. You can't, there's no software program for out there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, and what do you call them? A rookie or a probie or a recruit or, you know, people have different names for them and they're all, and they're all apropos. They're all great. Um, there's really nothing like just human contact, just, you know, and, and, and I, and I'm sure we'll mention it today. And, and for those of, for those of you listeners that are listening to us, um, we really have no script for any of these shows, uh, you know, for any of these talks that Rick and I do, we, we, we just, we, we just both basically so full of it that we have so much stuff to talk about <laughs> in a half an hour, it's pretty easy, you know, we never run out of stuff. Although it's right. But there's a lot of different people that have a gigantic impact on the probie and, you know, company officer is one of them and, and the firefighters that work their shift is, is one of them. And, and there, let's say there's their senior firefighter on their shift or some places like Rick, they actually assign a senior firefighter as a mentor to a junior, to a younger firefighter. So there are all sorts of people, but it's, it's really human contact. My experience has been positive human contact and not, not that everything has to be easy and kumbaya and, you know, and, and, you know, holding hands or anything. But most of the time, good, positive human contact is what, is what builds great character in a young new firefighter. And uh, we'll talk about it later, but my son, Brian, who is now a firefighter down in South Charleston, North Charleston, rather, in South Carolina, um, I, I, I see it in him. I visited him. I, I, I rode with him for, for a couple hours on a shift a week or two ago, and I was quite impressed with the whole setup, how everything had sort of developed there. I, I, was, I could see his relationships between his officer and his senior guy, the guy that was driving the rig, and, and it, was, it was quite interesting and quite, for me, it, it, was, it was great. I felt so good that, that he was in good hands. Well, and, and one of the things, John, I think we, 
I think we've we've come a long way, but we still have to work on is um, the whole yelling, screaming, demeaning, humiliating way that people used to think was what you were supposed to do to the new guy or gal, which I always thought was kind of ridiculous and and just unco- I mean, I'm, we've talked about this every now and then. Yes, you have to coach loud. You have to, as we say, coaching loud once in a while, get their attention. Um, because we are dealing with different folks with different, forget generations. We're dealing with people from different upbringings, different education, different experience levels. But the day yelling at them, John, sit down, boot, or dumbass, or FNG. I went, John, I was in, um, I won't say where, I was, I was in a particular state, and uh, I was going to do a class on a Saturday and Friday evening. We had a, a dinner with all the chiefs from the area, and we talked about, you know, just what are the challenges everybody's facing, and you know, and we went around the room and I tell you, I swear to God, almost every one of them said, you know, we're not mentoring, we're not training the young firefighters, we're not doing this right, we're not doing that right, we're not blah, blah, blah. And they get around to me, I said, well, okay, so let's let's talk about this. When you have your new firefighter start, when you, he or she starts in your, your department, first of all, what do you call them, a probie, a recruit, a rookie? And they all kind of went, well, we call them the FNGs. And I went, and I paused down, I went, so remind me, what does that stand for again? And one of them said, F a new guy. I go, now you, everybody around this table just said that you think the biggest challenge is how we're not mentoring to spend up quality time with our new firefighters. And you refer to them as FNGs. I mean, really? And I just think the, the bullying and all. And, and, and let, me tell, let me tell this real quick for our listeners. Because, John, you've heard me say this a ton of times. When, when three of my, my, my first three chiefs aides went out and rode out with you, you know, I was all proved on our end and shirt and all that. I've always said that. They're on duty like they're going to a class. Um, in between, the, they went for a 48-hour tour the first time. In between shifts, one of the guys, Dean, called me. And uh, he, Dean's a good guy. He's a good, good hand, good, good guy now, uh, captain. And uh, he calls me halfway through the ship, John. You remember the story. He goes, I said, how's it going? He goes, oh, my God. He's, the first thing he said is, now I know what it means to be up all night after midnight. We were with – we were out with Chief Salka nine times after midnight. And I said, well, pretty cold weekend, all this stuff. And he goes, I'll tell you, Chief. He goes, um, I'm embarrassed how we treat our rookies. They call them rookies down south there. And I said, really? Tell me. Well, why? He goes, do you know they don't yell at their probies here? They don't scream at them and demean them and call them names and call them boot or whatever? I said, really? And I was waiting for him to get down that path, buddy. He goes, yeah, he goes, they got a probie in here. First of all, they won't let them pay for their, their breakfast or their lunch or their dinner. And I go, well, yeah, because some of them are barely making enough money to survive when they're on probation, and especially if they live in the city. He goes, yeah, he goes, but they're fighting over them. Like, there's two firefighters. Like, one's like, he keeps coming over. Are you done yet? Because, and what I found out was they each have their own area of expertise they share with the new guy or gal. They, you know, it's like my turn, and I get to show them this part of the engine or this part of the truck. He goes, I'm, 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 I said, so what are you going to do? He goes, oh, I know what I'm doing. When I get back, we're changing this stuff. We're, we're changing this shit when I get back. And no more of this yelling and screaming. And, you know, again, if, if you have to get someone's attention, a coach loud wants to understand that. But he goes, I just saw a whole different way of breaking in the probie here. And I, I thought, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 great, story. Guys, great story. Oh, well, one of those guys. And, uh, it's not to be confused with recruit school. Right. You know, it's not, FDNY's got a pretty tough recruit school, and they drive them. They, they literally have a DI, a drill instructor. They advertise it on a department order. You know, they have a, a handful of guys that grab it, guys with military experience and stuff like that. But they literally have a DI that stands up on a box in the morning, whether it's raining or snowing, doing, doing you know, 
the push-ups and jumping jacks, and, 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 they, and they drive them, and they do a little yelling and screaming. But it's nothing personal. It's no name-calling. It's just to break them in from civilian life into, you know, semi-military, into an organization where you're a team and you have to follow orders and stuff like that. I agree with you 100%. Once they get to the firehouse, it turns into more of a personal uh, relationship between those numerous people we mentioned earlier and the new and the new firefighter. And, and don't you see it, John? Haven't you seen it over the years? You've got 40-plus years in the fire service, whether it's a volunteer outfit or a career outfit, the importance of breaking in the probe. I mean, this is I – I can think of very few things as important, aside from keeping your people safe and properly equipped and things like that, as breaking in your new firefighter. And, 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 and it's not just their first day and sit down here, I'll show you this and all that stuff. I mean, there's, walk me through, John, your thoughts on breaking in the new firefighter, the importance of that, that particular task. Mm -hmm. and, and I know, uh, like me, you've gone through the ranks. You actually, you know, you went further. You became the chief of the department. But, uh, you know, let, let's talk FDNY. Um, it, it's a it's a year-long process. It's actually years-long. I know guys that have a year and a half, two years. They're well off probation, but they're still on the junior end of the, of the of the spectrum. And they're still getting a lesson on, gee, what do you do at the company party? Or what do you do after the company party? Or we're the guys that stay late to clean up? And, and you know, some places, some places, I don't want to say overdo it, but some places have things squared away and written down and documented to the nth degree. Other places, I don't want to say they wing it, but they just have a routine that they follow. But everybody has their own way of doing it. And, and what you just said is correct. There's so many, it involves so many things from, from starting a shift. When do you get in there? And, 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 and what are you wearing? And, and meaning, you know, your uniform. What do you have when you get off the rig? When is the rig checked? Who's checking the rig? Are you doing it by yourself? Are you doing it, you know, with another junior firefighter? If you have a question, who do you go to? Uh, when, when something happens in a firehouse, what has to be done? When should you walk away? When should you stay in the room and sit there and be quiet? When should you get up and leave the room? You know, and th there's all sorts of stuff that it, it's a pretty unique, let's call it a pretty unique society in the firehouse, right? It's a pretty unique society that we live in and not human society, not society of New York City, America, but the society inside the firehouse is pretty unique. You know, we go to work, suddenly we're doing a lot of dangerous, crazy stuff. And then 10, 10 minutes later, we're back from that run and we're kidding around in the kitchen with lunch and, and or making a meal or, or in a supermarket talking to some little old lady on the meat aisle about you know, how many pork chops she got in her wagon. And <laughs> it's pretty interesting how to break probies in it. And, you know, the more stuff you touch, the more angles there are, the more elements there are that, that we do, the more room there is for what? For, for mistake, for, for, for something being forgotten maybe or left out. I mean, you have that great story about that. It's just about a locker, but it's still a simple, a simple item that can be evenly, even easily overlooked in the process of breaking in a new probe, especially oh, in yeah. you're talking about uh, forgetting to give him uh, a yeah. locker for his gear, for his turnout gear on the floor. Yeah. And the poor guy didn't want to ask not that he didn't want to be like the smart ass or I should. So he's carrying his gear around with him everywhere, bringing it home instead of you didn't, you didn't remember to give him a locker on the damn floor. You know, and there's another lesson. The lesson is that he wasn't going to say nothing. He was going to carry his gear home and say nothing. Why? Cause he already felt what part of the team. He already felt loyalty to those other firefighters that he really just met maybe a shift or two ago. He already felt loyalty to them. He wasn't going to bring anything up to anybody. They didn't get a lock yet, even though he knew he probably should have had one. I, that's a success story right there, him not saying anything, because it shows that he's already got a little bit of allegiance to his brothers. And he probably was going to ask one of them next time he came into work. Hey, I'm like, you know, when he get a little more familiar, am I going to get a lock and I put my gear in or something, you know? So 
So I think you can even pull something positive out of that story. Well, exactly. And go and going back to you know we we you you've heard me tell the, this this story a lot, and I and 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 I kind of bridge the two together because I've watched some of your guys do it. I've watched some of my guys do it, some of the senior guys, and that's going to be another show, the senior man. But um, that, that whole sitting them down, you mentioned, John, sitting them down, they walk in their first day, and, 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 we're, and, we're, and we're talking about breaking them in. And one of the things, and it's, it's kind of funny because uh, I was in uh, Colorado and had uh, the, the, the privilege and honor of speaking at a particular department. They're a good-sized department, and they asked me to spend about an hour after class, John, with their probies. I'm sorry, their academy students, their academy students. And uh, – I did, and I got through the talk, and I opened up for, you know, questions, and one, one of the guys in the, in the academy class says, Chief, I got a question for you. You know, I'm from the corporate side, and I'm like, oh, here we go. He goes, what is with this whole scrubbing toilets, mopping floors thing they make probies do? I go, they didn't explain it, and, 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 and you know where I'm going with this because it is so important to have that, that, that like I said, we're talking about the senior man later, but that firefighter sit down and break in that new firefighter, not the officer, not the company officer. But this is that this is that firefighter sits down, like you said, and explains to him, "Look, you know, we start a shift at seven o'clock in the morning. You'll be here at six, not six oh five. Six oh five means you're late, and don't tell us you're not on the clock yet. That makes our tea ditch. You'll get here. You'll put. You'll make the tea. You'll put everybody's gear out. You'll get things ready. You're going to get in your uniform. You're going to get your stuff ready. And when the bell rings and it's time to start shift, you're already going to be working. You're going to be cleaning, doing things. And and he, and he told him, he goes, look, just because you sewed that patch on your shoulder, that that doesn't make you one of us yet." You need to come into here and, and, and prove to us why you want to be here. All, all, this, it, 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 all this scrubbing toilets and mopping and cleaning floors and doing the pots and pans, that's not hardship labor. You're actually showing all of us here how bad you want to work here. There's a, there's a street lined with people that want to work as firefighters. You got the job. You need to come in and show us how bad you want to be here, how bad you want to work here. And, and, and he tells them, he goes, if you ever called sick on Christmas morning and keep Joey over here for being with his kids, but maybe their last Christmas with Santa. Well, well, you know, tell, you, you'll, you'll hear it from us. Um, if, if Tommy's mother passes away, uh, Cindy's grandma passed away, you'll be at the wake or the funeral in your uniform uh, out of respect. And if you're not there, it, it's so Anthony can, can go and you're covering the shift. Uh, again, you know, we, we stop on the way home every two, three months from shift and have coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. And we talk, you're going. We go fishing, Gulf of Mexico, charter boat every year, you're going. Every winter, we take our family skiing in Colorado, save your money, you're going. The bottom line is you need to come in here and prove to us, prove to us why you want to be here. And when you're done proving to us why you want to be here, we'll show you. We'll show you why you want to be here. And, and all of a sudden, right, the light bulb comes on and people go, God, that's something I should be doing with people. You know, you guys actually have – um, in 45 engine in the Bronx, uh, where you were housed out of the 18 battalion, 58 truck, you've got the Proby uh, Ten Commandments, right, John? That you guys they got it in writing, and eventually they handed out to each of the new new firefighters when they arrived. Quite quite interesting. Um, most places have something similar. It's not always in writing. Sometimes it's just a list of stuff that they give to them. Sometimes it's a it's a list of stuff they recite to them. Maybe a couple of a couple of items a day for the first couple of days that they work. Um, and, and there's some there's some quite interesting stuff on that, and it evolves, it changes. There might even be we we may even have the copy that you and I are, are looking at. It, it may, may even be old. There may even be stuff on there that's evolved off or or you know been changed a little bit. But for the most part, there's always there's always a good solid list of it's almost like standing orders in a volunteer fire department or in the military. Stuff that just applies all the time, and they can 
I know a lot of probies kept that right inside their locker. They opened up their locker door, and there was that list. They just, just for reference, just so they could take a quick glance at it and see if they remember if they're allowed to do something or be somewhere. You know? Well, John, I, I happened. I grabbed, I grabbed the copy here. Um, you know, I've got it where we, because we sent it out so much, and it's you know, title, edu- you know, you know, Engine Company Forty Five Probie Tech Commandments. And I won't read the whole thing, but the first one is, "Welcome to the FTNY and to Engine Forty Five. You are fortunate to have been appointed to the greatest fire department anywhere." Additionally, you are lucky to be assigned to Engine 45, a company with a proud history of excellence. And it talks about the five suggestions. Right off the bat, you're telling them, you're blessed. You've been given the chance of a lifetime, man, to be part of a great fire department, a great engine company. And Boy, are you lucky. Boy, are you lucky oh, to be here with us. Right? Oh, God. So the first one is arrival. We talked about that. You need to get there early. If you're not there early, you're late. Um, the start of the tour, John, um, you know, all their, the, the following duties, and that's that's a thorough check of all their SCBAs and pass alarms and verifying all the tools are present. The new guy's always a busy guy in the beginning of the tour. His oh. gear, the whole rig, all the compartments, uh, you know, everything. Oh, check, check in hose beds, all nozzles, assist the chauffeur in any maintenance or apparatus, verify the presence of your protective equipment, including gloves, flashlight, chalk, spanner, all the rest of stuff. There's a laundry list of things. Then the next one, number four, is response to alarms. It's, you know, be, I mean, we, you, you talk about this all the time, and I actually show a picture of your guys at a call where they are ready to do battle right now, and yet in their head they already know it's going to be either a gas leak or more than most, what's really going to be is an odor that they, people thought was, but they're ready to do battle. And it talks about, John, the assignments here. And then you guys get into um, um, training. Uh, you know, the, the drills and the tour and how important, I mean, you, you talk, when you talk about breaking into probie right from the get go, telling them how important training is for the whole rest of their career. Cause we've said it before, this isn't about delivering sandwiches or pizzas or newspapers. There are no do-overs. This is pretty serious stuff we're doing. And training. And, you know, and they instill that in the, in the Academy. They break them in, into the Academy about how important training is and what they, what they expect when they get to the firehouse. And I, I imagine about 99% of it's true, if not 100% of it. If not, there's some places probably doing more than what they're expecting. And um, one of the interesting things that they started, God, and they started it years and years ago, it's got to be a couple of decades now, uh, was the training notebook. Probably's got a training notebook. It's, it's a composition. It's, it's the marble, the black and white, you know, composition notebook. Everybody gets one. And it's a training notebook. And there's a certain list of items and occurrences and events that they're supposed to record. Every shift is supposed to be recorded there. Work the nine by six and engine four or five on, you know, June 21st, you know, Captain Smithers and, and, and Fireman Joe and Fireman Brian, you know, he lists all that. And then, you know, had a great run, interesting car accident, saw the Hearst tool in action for the first time with the truck. And, you know, we stretched the line and they go on and on and on. If they have a job, they have to write about it in there. But there's certain things that are absolutely required. And then, you know, obviously to legitimize this thing, there's a company officer requirement and a chief officer requirement for review of that book periodically. Company officer has to look at it, I believe, once a, once per pay. Don't, don't you wish that we would have done that, though, John? Don't you wish? Can you imagine if John Salka kept a oh, journal? God. Yeah, when I was in 11 truck, I wish I had a, a training notebook from 11 truck. You know? Oh, God. So it turns out, to be, turns out to be a little personal notebook is what it turns out to be, even though you're doing it for the job. You God, know? I wish I'd done it. And, and, and then the chief has to look at it once in a while. And I'm telling you, a couple of officers and chiefs look at it. I remember looking at one one time and telling a guy, and I started looking back at the shifts and seeing, you know, that he missed a couple. I said, look, looks like you missed a couple of, couple of entries here. Yeah, we had some pretty busy shifts, chief. And, you know, I said, listen, 
I understand busy. I've, I've been around for a while myself. I said, but this is a requirement for the job. And this is going to be looked at. And they told you, and I'll remind you again, this is going to be looked at when you get off probation. Somebody sits down and reads through this whole thing. And a couple of times I even took a mark in there. I said, you know, the book looks great, great entries, doing a lot of work. You know, tr try not to skip any days so we so you can keep this thing up to date, you know, and you keep a positive keep a positive outlook on it. Eventually, they turn those things in. I don't know if they do this anymore. But back when I was in the 18th Battalion, they turned those things in at the end of probation. They're actually looked at and rated. They come up with the best one for the class, and that firefighter can pick wherever he wants to go. Now, most guys then went to a company, but then over the course of a year or two, they went to two or three different companies. They were a probie rotation. A company, B company, C company, A is like the busy places. C is the middle of the road, you know, ABC. Um, and then when they get done, they were, they were given the opportunity, especially if they went somewhere that really liked them. So they got the number one, see a couple of different places. Number two, record all their stuff on that probie notebook. And then at the end, the end of the, the, the probationary period, which is a year, a guy in my firehouse actually left, Kevin Shea, who was seriously injured and put off the job on 9-11. But he left 45 Engine, which was his primary first stop. He ended up going to 35 Truck after three years because he wanted to try that. And, uh, and he did it as a result of having probably the most dynamic, interesting photos and everything else in his notebook. He did a great job. Oh, I said, God, every time you tell that story in class, I, I sit there and I actually get a little depressed because I'm like, God, I wish I had done that. It's too late now. I wish I had written down you know, just made notes throughout my career. So and let, let me add one more thing to that. You, it doesn't have to be this, this big sort of intricate program like the FDMY has. You, you can be the captain of, of, of seven engine in the Toledo fire department and say, you know what? That's a great idea. I just heard Lasky and Salka talking about, I'm going to do that in my company. Hey, Billy and Tommy, you guys are the newest guys. Here's a notebook. I want you to do this, this, and this. You can even do it locally in your own firehouse between the officer and the probie just, just to gain the benefits of that program. And how about this? How about this? As the company officer, you, 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 you order yourself a, a case of those, if you will, a box of those from, from the office supply place. And every time you have a new firefighter start, you give it to them as a gift. You give it to them. They're very, right? You're, you're, you're sitting down having that talk with them, their first tour or their first night in the volunteer fire, whatever. And you go, and you, as you're explaining this, you as their boss, your lieutenant or captain, you actually give them that, that book, that journal, and maybe even write a little note in there. Right. Welcome to the company. Also, oh, what a great look, folks. If first of all, if if you're listening, if you're at all curious about the uh, probate Tech commandments, because I know we send it out to a lot of people at the company officer academy, because you know it, it covers house watch duties, committee work, administrative duties, medical leave, miscellaneous, and then it finishes at the end. I love this statement, John. Fly with the eagles, don't wallow with the swine. I'll I'll, I'll go out there and say to our listeners, if you want a copy of this. Email me at chieflasky at gmail.com, L-E-S-K-Y, chieflasky at gmail.com, and I'll send you a copy of uh, Engine 45's Probably Ten Commandments. Um, and, and, and adjust it and tweak it. And, and you know, St. Catharines, John, remember our buddies from St. Catharines over in Ontario uh, yep. did an incredible book for the Proby. Oh, my God. It's, it's one of the best books written. Uh, Jason Visser and them. Uh, St. Catharines, Canada did a great job with their Proby book. Again, for our listeners, uh, they're just over into the border into Ontario. Great fire department, great leadership. Um, so, so, John, we got, we got like a couple minutes here. Um, we're talking about breaking in the Proby. Um, you know, if you, could, if you could summarize the importance of having that impact on them, let's take their first day, 
first week, first month, first year. You know, let's lump it into there. The importance of, of us breaking into probing and the outcome. Well, obviously the importance is gigantic because the probie is the future senior man, is the, is the future company officer, is the future chief. Sometimes you look at it when you're looking at Facebook, often you see a picture, hey, you know, Chief Thomas, 36 years on the job, and here's a picture when he first got on the job with me in Engine 2. And you're looking at these two young mopes, these two young kids with their eyes wide open, and one of them is not a chief of department. Every young man and woman that joins the fire department is, is the future. They're a segment of the future of the fire department. How you break them in, how you set them, and what direction you, you, you point them is very important. Because every fire department, along with having all-stars and great guys and great gals, everybody's got a couple of slouches and a couple of guys that come in to rest because they're putting in fences or putting on roofs or, or building houses on the side. And there's nothing wrong with doing any of that. I think it's great. But some, but some guys turn a fire job into a part-time job, into the second job. And you know, even in a volunteer, some guys just show up for the points. You don't see them after midnight. You don't see them you know, before 6 in the morning. You don't see them for hose loading night, but you just see them for the interesting stuff. And, and we don't want to create those guys. And those, those guys and gals are creative. That, that doesn't happen by accident. Sometimes people are surprised. Really? B Billy Ryan, you got him in your firehouse, and he, he's not one of your favorite guys? He's, uh, man, I work with him at, at the uh, YMCA. I worked with him at the, uh, you know, whatever. What a great guy. And sometimes they just get into bad habits at the firehouse because they get broken by bad bosses or bad crews. So, so, so the point is, how important is it that, that we break in our probies and our new people? Well, my God, I don't think there's, any, there's really anything more important than that. Yeah. You know what? The only pre only people you can blame 99 times out of a hundred for somebody not working out right is yourself. They're doing what you've allowed them to do. They're doing what they thought, you know, like you said, you get, you get with a bad company officer, a lazy one. Oh my God. What a great way to ruin a, a great firefighter. One, one more quick story. I believe we were in a seminar, maybe company officer academy, but it doesn't matter, but it was about, a guy in a company and this, this, this firefighter was complaining at a break. Oh, I got this guy. He's a great guy and he, and, and he's active and he's good at fires and I comes in early and I just love the guy. He's a great firefighter, but, but he disappears at the end of the shift. I never see him again. He never shows up for funerals or wakes. He company picnic right in town. He doesn't bring his family. The guy is really absent from everything except for work. And he's a great firefighter. And, and I, and it, and it hurts because he, because he could, could contribute and he could enjoy it so, so much more. And I said, uh, I said, well, how many years do you have on the job? He said, oh, I, I got 10 years. He said, I'm one of the senior men in the company. He said, oh, well, it's your fault. You know, and he spun around and looked at me like, it's my fault. I said, yes, it's your fault. How, how could you expect a guy with a year or two to know to show up at, at wakes and weddings and funerals and picnics and, uh, until somebody says, hey, oh, by the way, you know what? Tommy, Tommy Ryan's mom passed away. It's up on a blackboard in the kitchen. You really should either come to the firehouse and work for the guys that know him and work with him or – you know, or go yourself to the, to the wake of the funeral. And we got the company picnic next month. Make sure you bring your family and your kids. And, you know, you really sort of not expected to be there, but don't miss it. You know, you're part of the company. You're part of, you, you got to get them going on all the other stuff. You can't just expect them to figure that out. People, people work for UPS. They work for, you know, Grumman. They work for whatever they work for. They didn't necessarily have company picnics and things and events like that. So you, sometimes you got you to draw them in a little bit, especially as a senior firefighter. Let, let folks know what's expected of them, or an officer, of course. Well, and, and I remember that story. And what I also remember is a follow-up, John, of when guys get a hold of you later and go, you know what? Um, yeah, I missed my mark, and, I, and I've, I've changed. I pushed the reset button. This is what I'm doing with our probies now from day one. Um, for our listeners, there's going to be another episode of Old School. Where we're actually going to walk you through um, 
what you should be covering with your brand new firefighter, your newest firefighter on day one, you as the company officer. Uh, we'll talk about that. But yeah, and, and John, you're exactly right. You know, if we don't hit them right from the beginning, we said this at the very beginning of the show, if we don't tell them right from the get-go, right from the moment they walk in a firehouse, like you have in 45 engines, very first statement, in, in essence, what you're saying is, you're the luckiest person in the world. You work at the greatest fire department, the greatest job with the greatest engine company. You know, just keep, if you just wrote that on the back of your hand and just read that every now and then, just as a reminder of how blessed you are. Uh, most folks, most firefighters, you remember when you first joined? I, I remember when I first joined a couple of departments that I've been in over the years, both volunteering and, and career. Uh, everybody wants to fit in. Everybody wants to be part of the crowd, part of the group. Be, everybody wants to be in, you know. When you're the newest guy, you know nobody. You know nothing there. And they're laying it out for you, you know. And that's from your perspective. From the perspective of the company members and the company officers, let, let them know what's expected of, a, of them. And most guys and gals are going to step right up. They're going to jump right in with both feet and try and try and do everything and more. That's been my experience. And, and you're, you're exactly right. They are. Again, folks, in the absence of you not breaking in your probie the right way, um, it's like you're throwing the dice, man. You're hoping, you know, you're just hoping what happens. Like a bunch of ducks wandering around a thunderstorm, hoping what happens happens for the right reason. You get stuck with the mediocre results as well. If you don't break them in right, guess what? You got them. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That you, you just produce that. So, Exactly. So, hey, you know what, uh, folks, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this uh, this episode, if you will, of old school. But uh, we've been talking about breaking in the probie and the importance of you as a firefighter, a senior firefighter, as a company officer, as a boss, as a chief, of breaking in your firefighter on day one, day two, that first week, that first month, that first year. They have their whole career ahead of them, and you have you have an incredible, incredible opportunity to have that dramatic impact on their entire career by breaking them in just right. So take the time, no bullying, no yelling, no hollering, coach loud when you need to. But, but remember where you were at when you first, you said that great, John, you know, we all remember when we first walked in the firehouse, we're all worked in there nervous, a little scared, everything else. And, uh, just remember that. Break them in, break them in right and, 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 and do the right job. John, email if they want to get a hold of you. Chief John Salka at gmail.com. And I'm at Chief Lasky at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Old School. Uh, catch us again if you haven't already, whether you listen to us on iTunes, spread the word on iTunes or on YouTube. Uh, uh, we, we've got episodes coming out uh, pretty much weekly. Uh, let us know what you think. Give us a shot when you get a chance and uh, hopefully we'll see you at one of our programs in the near future here. Hey, we end all our shows with a very important phrase, and that is keep the men and women serving in our armed forces in your thoughts and prayers. And remember, never forgetting means never forgetting.